Welcome to the trailer park. We are talking new trailers for Joker, Birds of Prey, Titan Season 2, and Harley Quinn. Plus, Gun Suicide Squad keeps adding names, the Shazam director gives us the scoop on the original Superman scene, and so much freaking more. But first, I'm David C. Robertson, this is my co-host Jason Goss. Hello! And you are listening to DC On Screen, the podcast that covers the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, gives honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believes that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. Well, man, this has been quite a, quite the week or two here. Yeah, it's been a long few days as far as trailers go. You're right. Trailer Park, solid. Yeah. <laughs> solid uh but first uh or second i guess i should say uh i want to thank our patrons great supporters mm-hmm. uh the one dollar tier will get you uh all of the normal episodes without an ad uh you know how we put the little dynamic ads i know ads i hate them for stuff we haven't approved of at all <laughs> <laughs> but they're there anyway uh, they're there anyway and um but they're not if you're a $1 a month patron. But if you're a $5 a month patron, you get that, and you get uh, Jason's Pool List and Chasing Squirrels and Marvel Reviews and all those things. Several of those coming up. All right. You want to talk about Joker? Mm-hmm. Man, they put, they put out this, what they're calling the final trailer for Joker. This movie is going to be painful to watch. I assume you mean the good kind of painful. In a way, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because it was a... It's going to be... Dope yeah, trailer. It is a dope trailer, yeah, absolutely. But, dude, I feel so bad for Arthur Fleck. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody is a steaming dick to this guy. Yeah. Like, even the lady on the bus is like, stop playing, or stop messing with my kid, or whatever, but stop bothering my kid. Yeah. Like, the kid was laughing. Yeah. Yeah, that had a lady in the tramp feel for me. You meanie head. Right? <clears throat> my throat gave out. You meanie head was what I said. <laughs> meanie head. Yeah, uh, uh, there's that, and uh, De Niro's character. Um, I'm still wondering what context it is where they where they find footage of this guy doing what looks like an open mic that they make fun of on what looks like their version of uh, you know the, what, like the Tonight the Show, night show with with Carson yeah. era almost mm-hmm. like very very popular Tonight Show. Um, I don't I don't know how they're going to tie those two together, but it is uh, it is it's, it was really rough to watch him in his mom's. Uh, his mom's hospital room. I I would assume her deathbed, based on that shot in the trailer we get later of him in the suit outside in the rain. Yeah, it, it there's a a palliative care feel to the whole thing, and um yeah to to watch him get so excited about seeing himself and the uh, fucking the the backlash and the just trampling on him, man. I mean, I feel like at the end of this film, I'm gonna be rooting for him to kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for sure have made him the focus of this and i'm pretty sure i'm into it yeah oh man i feel so bad for him yeah like ugh. when he tells the i guess it's the psychiatrist maybe or I, all i have are negative thoughts Ugh. i got the feeling that was um someone that he's been seeing regularly that was uh you know in in the therapy world you can have um access to to people but it's it can be sometimes like having a public public defendant Mm-hmm. Where there is a person that's supposed to be trying to help you, but there's so much on their plate, they're at times impotent, like not mm-hmm. able to actually get around to all the people that are in their care. So I, I got the feel of that bureaucratic um, kind of notion that it was 
she was just not able to actually listen. And he, he I love the way he tells her, like, you don't listen. All I have are negative. <laughs> you ask the same questions every time. That yeah. actually rung really true with me. It was like, yeah, I've, I've been in those situations where, yeah, you're just asking the basic questions. You're just checking off mm-hmm. stuff on a list. Any suicidal ideations? Any any thoughts of harming? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I get that. And then the negative thoughts thing in particular, that is a specific phrase in, in the world of psychology. Yeah, it, that was... It, this is a guy who the system has completely forgotten about. Like He's in it, but they don't give a fuck. There, there's yeah. no one actively trying to help Ar- Arthur Fleck. And I would, I would argue the exact, uh, you know, everyone is trying to hurt him. Like everything we've seen in this trailer is like the lady on the bus is mean to him about playing with her kid. Yeah. We have like the people who are like the Asshole street vandals thugs. of the street. Yeah. Yeah. Like beating him over the head with his own sign as a clown. You know, we've got like the guys in the subway in the previous trailers who beat the shit out of him in the subway. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what is happening? Why are people so hateful of this dude? Yeah. I, I get it though. There, he's. Um, I think the one thing that's going to stick is they're building the one bad day mythology into one bad life. Mm-hmm. Like, what if somebody was just written off and forgotten to the point, uh, to the point of true madness? And uh, I mean, for fuck's sake, like this is a real thing for us in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. people I do. Was... People do go mad, and people what do get that say? forgotten. And you have shootings and shit like that. Like, this is this yeah. is a. Uh, a real character study. I get why they're putting it in. I, I get why they're thinking this is not going to be. This isn't just a comic book film. We're we're taking it into a different area and we're doing a character study. And you should consider us for awards. Hmm. What What does he say in the trailer? I, I used to think I didn't exist, but now I know I do. And people are starting people to notice, notice something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, he he says he. Dude, Joaquin Phoenix is such a good actor. Oh, he's he just is killing it here, though. It's great. Did you? I, I gotta ask. I saw this, uh, and then. Sure enough, I had to go back and look at the trailer again. Someone brought this up. This kind of made the news rounds, but there's a scene outside of that the- of a theater where there are like people in Joker masks running amok, like mm-hmm. Joker terrorists or whatever. Yeah, and you can see a couple and their child running out of the front doors, and it totally looks like Thomas Wayne is the man. <laughs> and on the on the side of the building is one of the theater posters that one of the movies they're advertising is Excalibur. That was on the marquee as coming soon in Batman v Superman. Yeah. In the scene where Bruce's parents get killed. Nice. You think this'll, you think they'll actually no. do a Batman origin here? No. You don't think so? Absolutely not. I'm not saying tie it to the BVS continuity. I'm saying, do you, do you think they'll actually show us the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne? I don't think so. I think they will. Based on on you know his interaction with young Bruce Wayne uh, <sighs> at the fence at the at the Wayne Manor fence. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. I, all right, I'm gonna it's go with there. distinctly maybe, begging. but <laughs> it's just begging to be done, man. Distinctly maybe, but no, I'm gonna go with no. Okay, I think they're gonna hint at it, but you're not gonna get anything that uh, obtuse. Hmm. All right. I mean, I don't think we'll see it like a an actual birth of Batman. But oh, God, no. No, I, I, I don't think you're going to get anything more than... A reference to it. A reference. Yeah. An, an, okay. an illusion. I, I don't... I mean, I could be wrong. And I'll be excited about... Honestly, I, I, I don't care. I'll be excited either way. It looks like it's yeah. going to... Like, the film looks good uh, based on what they're doing. And they're all they're doing is building the Joker. Mm-hmm. 
And by the way, the trailer ending with, hey, Murray, when you introduce me, can you call me Joker? Yeah. Fuck me, that was good. (laughs) Yeah. And he he looks like he's got blood on him at the time. Like, I don't know what's going on. I I really don't know what's going on in that scene, but it, it looked like he had already caused enough havoc that he's kind of a little bit taken over this news studio or this show's studio, I mean. Hmm. I hadn't considered that. It did not look like a consensual meeting between him and Murray and Mark Maron. I had not considered that. That's interesting. That's really cool. I'm going to have to uh, look back at that with that that mindset. (laughs) I think he was there against their will and they were dealing with it. That's that's great. You know, uh, our friend on Twitter, Brandon Look at Mark Maron in particular. And I I realize. Oh, yeah. Based on him. I know this could just be his resting (laughs) face, but he looks super scared and nervous. Yeah, and I realize Mark the, Maron always kind of looks a little scared and nervous. I get it, mm-hmm. and I love him for it. But yeah, uh, he, you saw all the all the stuff that's been going on with him lately, right? Mm, yeah, with him and yeah, I saw that saying he wasn't going to watch any of the Marvel movies, and you're not going to bully me into it because I'm not going to be told what to do by a bunch of nerd babies or no, nerd children, grown male nerd ch- nerd children. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> And now he's walking it back. I'm like, dude, just stand by it, dude. Come on. I didn't see him walking it back. I, 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 don't I know. actually it's saw a annoying. tweet where he essentially told the Marvel people, hey, go fuck yourself, man. I don't care about any of that. And that's oh, okay. Yeah, but no, he's walking it back now. Oh, he's walking that back? Yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't read that. <sighs> there, uh, I didn't read the whole story. I was just like, okay. Yeah. He's apologizing now, of course. I mean, he was, when he said all that, he was on Conan. He was joking around about, he was like, He's like, I, I shouldn't have to go to like a small theater 15 minutes away uh, where they're playing grown-up movies just so I could sit with other grown-ups and uh, be confused about what the ending meant. You know, <laughs> he's like, I want to be able line. to walk out, walk outside and be like, did the guy die? What happened there? This <laughs> 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 um, is where was, me and Marin would argue. He, he, I think he thinks ambiguous endings are thoughtful and I think they're fucking cop-outs. Yeah, I think we would have a a heated conversation about this. I think you and I do, but yeah, sometimes it depends on the movie. Yeah, depends on the movie. It really does. Yeah. Um, didn't appreciate it in Birdman. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandon Brandon Bayham over on Twitter says, "I'm so so damn excited. Already watched this five times. I know Phillips said they weren't pulling from any certain source material, but come on, there was a bit of a Dark Knight Returns reference at the end, right?" I I didn't think about it like when he said this on Twitter I didn't know what the hell he was talking about and when and he then he was like you know the the talk show and Joker comes out and kills everyone right yeah and yeah uh, yeah okay it didn't hurt yeah. me and that makes he's sense. right that is a for sure reference and it was weird because I was I'm pretty sure I thought that was a reference at some point and then just struck it from my memory like mm, <laughs> nope no the here's what here's what threw you off if I mm-hmm. told you. Uh, there's going to be a Joker appearance and there's going to be a talk show involved. We are huge fans of Conan and he's mm-hmm. the one who voiced that in the Dark Knight Returns animated feature. Mm-hmm. That would immediately occur to us as, oh, yeah, Dark Knight Returns reference because we would go down the Conan route and find it there. Maybe. I think Robert De Niro doing it is so different. And the other guy, I don't know who that is. I like. I don't know who the uh, uh, the dude is that actually punches him when he, you think this is funny, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, that that's that's Thomas Wayne. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. forgot about that part. That's nice. 
And I, by the way, I love the differences between his like fake laugh that he's just walking around, and that's creepy enough. Oh, when he's just walking through a hall and doing the the laugh thing. Yeah, and then like going straight back to like frowny face, like yeah. That I love the difference between that and the, his genuine like psychotic laugh that he's doing when he's laughing at Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part God, I got. Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> He developed different laughs for different parts of this story. And and I'll bet you this, uh, it, he is going to have like, he's going to have one laugh when he's trying to be a clown and trying to be mm-hmm. hopeful and, and bright. And he's going to have another laugh when he's getting his ass beat, like you're talking about, like that psychotic, true laughter, mm-hmm. like the, the kind that gets in your spine and says, oh, you should worry about that fucker. And then mm-hmm. he's probably going to have another when like that hallway scene, I think is going to be unique when he's just walking through the hall and, and laughing to himself at home. Or, I mean, he may not be to himself. His mom may be there at the time. I don't know what the context of that scene yet. But he, it looked like when he was walking through the hall, he was like practicing like his It looked like he was putting it on something. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he was definitely putting it on. Like there, there's some crazy happening, but it, it's not, it's not, we're not there yet. Does that make sense? It felt like the laughing equivalent of him like putting his fingers in his mouth and forcing himself to smile in the mirror while crying. Maybe it also felt like stretching his legs. Like there's, I it it's I can part see that of too. the journey, I guess, of him being, of of, of what, uh, and I love the shots of him coming down that uh, that uh, set of stairs, splashing in the rain, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Has oh god, it, it wonderful context of like uh, uh, Kubrick Clockwork Orange kind of feel to it. Because um, yeah, like uh, the singing in the rain scene is is what I I think of. A lot when I, I see him splashing around like that and doing those those grand grandiose poses and later mm-hmm. when he's like the last scene when he's about to walk on stage and he's doing the grand posing and stuff like that like oh god he's he is turning into a fucking cartoon and we're gonna get to watch that that's really cool yeah i'm pretty excited uh, about it. uh so yeah everybody's calling it a masterpiece everyone that's seeing it right now um it's also super strong that they're releasing the movie to people that have a, a voice in the media this early Mm-hmm. and weeks ago even i mean it's well i mean it's opening at the uh, what was it the venice film festival something yeah. like that um they're proud of this thing they're super oh, yeah. proud there's no hesitation about this thing they that i honestly it's one of those like the, the cock's already out kind of thing <laughs> my zipper's undone all right, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know why you took me off guard with that <laughs> Kind of reminds me of Lobo <laughs> from last episode of Krypton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you like this? Uh, Todd Phillips was talking to uh, Total Film Magazine, uh-huh. and he says, "One thing I will tell you: I would do anything with Joaquin any day of the week. There's nobody like him if he was willing to do it. And if people show up to this movie, and Warner Brothers came to us and said, you know what? If you guys think of something." As far as a sequel goes, well, I have a feeling that he and I could think of something pretty cool. Yeah, like they're already talking about <laughs> at this a sequel. Point, I'm like, not opposed to. I, I'm not opposed to it at all. And this thing is is tracking for something. Last I read, it was like sixty to eighty million. Yeah, I saw seventy million somewhere as opening weekend. Yeah, which would double I, what they've spent on the movie. It'd be uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. It, it would make a ton, and it's gotten a lot of good reviews. It would be a boon, no matter how you do it. And uh, he also, Todd Phillips also said there, uh, as far as him 
knowing the character will get rebooted again. And this is, I say this because this is so integral to the DC fandom. It, you, this is something the DC fandom needs to understand, and Todd Phillips understands it perfectly. He says, there are always going to be naysayers, but from what I gather about the momentum of the movie and the response to the teaser we put out, the majority of fans seem to be excited about going down a different road. But also, this will not be the last Joker movie ever made. It might be the last one Joaquin and I do, but something else is going to come along. Uh, someone else is going to come along and do another one, just like with Spider-Man. So if you don't like this one, don't worry. It will get reinvented Again, that's the fun thing about these characters. In a way, comic books are our Shakespeare, and just like there are many versions of Hamlet and Macbeth, they've done four or five versions of the Joker in the last 25 or 30 years. So why not do another one that is wildly different? I Please understand that. I could not agree with any of that more. Please understand that, fans. I, I'm Viewers. I've never compared it to Shakespeare. I would. I don't. I don't disagree. And I, especially in the context he puts it in, like, uh, you can go find it. Uh, whatever city you live in, if you wait three or four years, you can go find a local production of Midsummer Night's Dream, mm-hmm. and it's going to be some take on it. Um, hell, my high school did it, and we did it in the 20s, like the roaring 20s. Yeah. You can find it any fucking where. Um, but, I mean, I've always compared it because it's DC's mythology, and some of these people are demigods. Uh, it, I've always compared it to Greek mythology. Like, this is our version of mythology. Mm-hmm. And just think it fits more, and everybody there has powers. Whereas in I mean, Hamlet, yeah. you just have some ghosts. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I um, don't know. I mean, that, I, I can see what he's talking about with Shakespeare. You remember that, um, or maybe you didn't see it, I don't know, but they did a, um, there was a really interesting rendition of King Lear several years back that had Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I remember and that. And it was called King of Texas. <laughs> that fits. And... Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, so. I get it. I'm not opposed to that characterization at all. But uh, for me, it's been more mythology. But I, it's coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Completely agree did. on the take on it. Yeah, you, you. there's so many of these characters. And don't worry about it. You're going to find yours again. Just give it time. Yeah. Hey, uh, you, you, you want to know um, how much weight Joaquin Phoenix lost to play joker oh god how much 52 pounds jesus what was he playing before <laughs> that is a lot i mean he that is, is a dc number right there yeah it is but jesus that is serious <laughs> and he's not scrawny. i mean he is he is thin his his bmi is super low but i mean you see a lot of shirtless shots in this film and that he's still wiry mm-hmm. like that is still a guy who's got some serious like mainframe core strength going on yeah uh yeah he he definitely looks uh sickly but not weak and it's that's i think that's hard to pull off yeah uh, joaquin seems to have or in in his trainer whoever that is seemed to have figured it out yeah Yeah, he's painful to look at yeah (laughs) that's weird stretchy scenes with his torso that those are going to be odd that's some like christian bell machinist shit yeah yeah i don't know what's going on with that um apparently <laughs> where she's just like, uh, I can put my liver in my neck. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he Todd Phillips was talking to Los Angeles Times, and he said that it took the it took him a full year to convince the studio to do this movie. He says it was a year long process from from when we finished the script just to get the new people on board with the vision because I pitched it to an entirely different team than made it. 
And that makes perfect sense with how much Warner Brothers flips their people. Yeah. There were also emails the about- overall change that's been happening with Warner Brothers. But- <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is my favorite part. There were emails about, you realize we sell Joker pajamas at Target. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beloved character. We can do some stuff. He says, <clears throat> there were a zillion hurdles and you just sort of had to navigate those one at a time. At the time, I would curse them in my head every day, but then I uh, have to put it in perspective and go, they're pretty bold that they did this. <clears throat> Which, yeah. I think that you realize we sell Joker pajamas at Target was more in line with, why do you want to make it this rough? You know we sell Joker pajamas at Target. Yeah, um, I mean, that, that argument can go both ways. Hey, we sell them at Target. Mm, you sell pajamas at Target. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this this movie officially has a hard R rating. Yeah. For strong, bloody violence, disturbing behavior, language, and brief sexual images. Yeah. It's going to get dark. It's going to get dark. I'm, I'm so, so excited about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that. Speaking of dark, uh, you know, I was going, I had a whole story prepped uh, for, for this episode about how there were trailer sites like trailer tracking sites who were listing that this thing was about to come out. And then it came out. I'm not sure this is, I think this may have been a premature leak or whatever, but we're going to talk about it anyway. And if you don't want to, you know, I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll talk about it when the full English version comes up, but we have a Ukrainian birds of prey teaser trailer that found its way online on Reddit. And this thing, there's not a lot there. And it starts off with like red balloons mm-hmm. and they're totally playing it up. Like it's it. Like it's a, like it's an it teaser, like an it chapter two teaser. Yeah. And then like the silhouette comes out and it's Harley Quinn instead of it. Mm-hmm. And some of the people on Reddit were saying because I you know it was in Ukrainian, so I don't know, but she a bunch of people were saying that she was saying I'm so fucking over clowns when she hits when she pops the balloons with her mallet. Yeah. Um, which would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's I, like I mean, a forty would, second thing. I would applaud it. I didn't, I mean, it really was in another language. The only thing that was uh, relevant in, in our English was uh, Sinus uh, doing the woo, like excited <laughs> about some kind of violent something or other. I, I, other than that, it was a bunch of people shooting each other in some shots that I liked. Yeah, there wasn't much of any like actual dialogue. No. Nah. So, uh, I mean, dude, I just watched Harley throw a mallet into a dude's face. Yeah. And like... Man, they were punching some dudes. Uh, they punched one dude so hard, like blood, like a huge like string of blood flew out of his mouth. Yeah, it was seriously like the live action version of the Harley Quinn animated series trailer that we we saw that we'll talk about later in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited about that. Yep, this looks great. I is it would be hard. It, you'd be hard pressed to make me happier. <laughs> this looks fantastic. Fantastic. Yep, and. I'll, I'll tell you this, with the fact that the, the John Wick uh, action coordinator slash director is coming over and doing these scenes, which his company was already doing this movie anyway. So we don't know. The, I've seen some people saying uh, uh, on Twitter, that, you know, the oh, they're doing the, the additional photography and the reshoots and they're bringing in somebody else because the action sucked. We don't know that. It was his company anyway, guys. Could be. Even if it's true, fuck it. Who cares? Right. You may. Um, all right. Let's let's say you make the entire movie and you're like, man, the action scenes could be better. And you bring in somebody that does John Wick's fucking action scenes. Why is this mm-hmm. a problem? 
It doesn't have to, like, this is another problem that fandom has. It doesn't have to be perfect on the first fucking draft. In fact, it shouldn't be. It's called the first draft. You should be bringing in extra people. You should be doing reshoots. All of these things are good, not bad. They're not worrisome. Mm-hmm. This should be comforting. Uh, unless it's Justice League. Yeah, some problems. Some problems wrong can about happen, that. for sure. We still enjoyed Age it. Age of Ultron. <laughs> there were problems. but I, you know, I didn't notice the reshoot problems on Age of Ultron. I really didn't. No, I just noticed story problems. But they, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And in fact, in a lot of instances, can be a good thing when somebody says, you know what, I think we could do that better and brings in some extra money and time to do it. Mm-hmm. It is not a free, like, it's one of those things where when you see an article that says reshoots, so-and-so's in trouble, uh, immediately ignore that article. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even necessarily a, an indication that they said, oh, this could be done better. Sometimes they plan to do stuff later on. Yeah. Sometimes you shoot a rough version of it and need to go back and, and look at how are we actually going to do that once we've gotten this started? Or they don't even shoot it at all, and they just have like, okay, we're going to need to shoot this at a later date when we can actually get to it and give it the time it deserves. Like, yeah. It's, it's not necessarily a reshoot. That's a an internet Delayed term as far as I can tell. We'll it on. is called additional photography. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, anyway. Yeah, don't freak out as much is the point. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, I think I'm... I think I might break down and watch John Wick. <laughs> I might. It's, I remember one. I think I've seen two, but I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't remember. Um, and I, I, it's not going to be like a mind-blowing set of uh, set of films, the trilogy now. But I remember watching one and thinking, well, this is fun. Like, I think I watched it the same weekend I watched uh, Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Because I was just in like, let's uh, fuck it. I just want to watch some like stupid action movies. And they they were really good at being like, yeah, this is a it's it's got its own universe, something to engage in um, a, a bit mindless fun. And uh, genuinely, John Wick kills people cinematically in, in this uh, gorgeous manner. Looks fantastic. Well, I mean, I I don't expect too much from it as far as story. I might be given more than what I expect. And I will say I'm probably going to watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies before I ever get to John Wick. But Oh, I would I'm, definitely I'm, do that in reverse. I'm, I'm, I'm opening the door a little bit. I really <laughs> want to see Hobbs and Shaw. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I, it just, I just don't have a... I don't have any gumption. I mean, when I, when I watched uh, <laughs> Kingsman, the, the thought was, oh, I liked the action scenes in the trailers. Let's see what happens. And then watching John Wick, it was like, eh, I like the action scene in the trailers, and I like Keanu. Let's see what goes. Uh, let's see what happens. I have, mm-hmm. I've never had anything even bordering those thoughts with Fast and the Furious. Well, the last two movies have looked really good, and Hobbs and Shaw just looks so much fun. Like you got Idris Elba calling himself Black Superman. I'm just down, man. I just want to see. <laughs> I'm sure. Just... I'm sure they're fun. I I just have never gone down that road, so to speak. And if I'm being honest, before John Wick, I'll probably watch all the Mission Impossible movies because the last like three or four have had Simon Pegg, and I love that guy. I do love that guy. I mean, I have his fucking autobiography on the shelf. I love Simon Pegg. I will not watch the last Mission Impossible movie because of the implications to Justice League. I refuse. Oh, that I love Henry Cavill. I'll support him. I'll, I'll go see it. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault, but it was that movie's fault. It was that it's studio's fault. I'm still a little salty. I understand. I don't care. I'll do it. I'll do it anyway. Yeah. I'm I have okay no with loyalty. That too. 
I just, I have enough, <laughs> I have enough to watch in my queue that I can afford to be morally objectionable at certain things. <laughs> yeah, like, like, fuck that thing. Yeah. It'll be alright. Alright, over to uh, the Suicide Squad. They have, they have, man, they're, they're casting some people. Mm-hmm. And they're not telling us who. Like, it's who they're playing, anyway. Uh, looks like Nathan Fillion has been cast on the Suicide Squad, which I am, oh my god, I'm so excited about that. Like, Yes, please, Nathan Fillion in the DCEU. Yeah, I don't care if he plays fucking Ratcatcher. Bring it. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll watch that dude. You know, do anything. I I think he needs to be on set in general. I, it, he could be a gaffer, and I would still be like, yeah, he should be there. Mm-hmm. Probably got good notes. Uh, Deadline is reporting that uh, Taika Watiti is is up for a role in the Suicide Squad. And I saw that too. Yeah. Yes, please. I mean, I can't imagine it would be like a huge role because I mean. The, the dude is, like, writing and directing Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah, he's busy. And I'm assuming he'll be playing Korg again. But, uh, yeah, I will I will watch him in the Suicide Squad. That could be a lot of fun. I can't remember. They're doing a um, they're doing a uh, television take of what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember how much he's involved with it, but I think he is involved with it. I think he is uh, in, a pro- in a producer's role. But I'm but not it, sure. It's something else on his slate. Like the guy's got a lot of stuff to do. I, I'm I'm still happy to have him come in and do something goofy, probably from <laughs> betting. Something kind of goofy and and probably fun. Yeah. Uh, comedian Steve uh, Ag has been cast as King Shark. I don't know that one. Um, he was one of the Ravagers in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, he was in Lifetime's American Princess, NBC's Superstore. Um, he was on New Girl briefly. He was in FX's You're the Worst. Hold he on. does. I'm gonna know him from from Superstore if I find. Me. Oh, that guy. Yep. Yeah, I know that guy. He did voice work for Adventure Time on Cartoon Network. He he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. And he's I also like a writer. Three hundred six episodes of Jimmy Kimmel Live, apparently. Damn. Yeah. All right. Shit. They've cast uh, Flula Borg. As uh, this is a dude from Pitch Perfect 2, and he's a YouTuber and uh, a comedian. But uh, he's been, ca- I've seen him somewhere and I can't place him. I can't, I've seen him somewhere. I don't know where though. <laughs> and uh, I even looked at his IMDb and I was like, mm, nope, I don't know. But um, I've probably just seen him on YouTube then. But he's been uh, cast as a quote unquote love interest to an unnamed character. Like, they are being real cagey about everybody that's in this movie. Oh, yeah. There is zero information about what's actually happening in the movie right now. And uh, someone asked uh, James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, is keeping keeping the uh, keeping the interest alive. And someone asked James Gunn on Twitter uh, if the Suicide Squad will be really music heavy as well. And Gunn says, music is an incredibly important part of all of my films, both soundtrack and score. So, yeah. But it will be a lot different than Guardians musically and in so many other ways. I'm good with that. The Guardians uh, soundtracks have been fantastic. By the way, uh, Birds of Prey, that music, I I don't know where to find that cut and I'm going to go back and find it. But that was, uh, I mean, first of all, Yaya is being involved in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Fucking perfect. Um, and especially it being Heads Will Roll and uh, like a kind of like Nine Inch Nails tool prog rock version of it. Oh, I really dug the, the, the sound of that fucking trailer. Yeah, I did too. That was really solid. Um, I haven't had time. I'm going to find the actual version 
of that song because it's it's worth finding. That was that sounded fantastic. Okay, I might do that as well. I hadn't thought about it uh, except to think that oh yeah, that was a pretty cool song. I, I mean, I I love the original version of that song, and I've heard a couple of takes on it, but I hadn't heard a uh, I hadn't heard something that sounds like it's happening on a seven string Ibanez before, and and I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. All right. Uh, so, uh, over to Wonder Woman 1984. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Zeeken 018 had posted something to their story on Instagram, and it is an it is an image of Rosanna Walls. It's, uh, it's an actress, and she's wearing armor that looks like the, the Amazon senators from Wonder Woman, but there's sort of a diagonal uh, red-gold stripe design to it mm-hmm. and um so it looks like she'll probably be in wonder woman 1984 and she's hashtagged at wonder or they've hashtagged at wonder woman 1984 and it says um it references the um amazons and in the comics those were uh an offshoot civilization from they left the amazonian uh tribe or whatever and they re- they rejected the Olympic gods or, and they left them Mascara and they were bad guys. They went to basically destroy mankind. Mm. <laughs> so if like that, if I, it looks like they're doing that in the movie, it looks like that's going to, they're going to be an antagonist. This, this tribe of Amazonians, yeah. this offshoot. That's pretty neat. I think that's the first time we've heard about that. We've heard Maxwell Lord and Cheetah and all this other stuff, yeah. but I mean, there's, Plenty of precedent for them being uh, a bit of an asshole here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, of, course, of course, that doesn't mean that's going to be like... comes to mind. Yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be like heavily featured in the movie. They, it could just be a setup for a Wonder Woman 3. Could be. I've already seen some people kind of go, oh, well, uh, there's too many villains. We've already got Cheetah. We've got Maxwell Lord propose, uh, purportedly. We don't need a whole other race of Amazons. Well, they might be setting it up. Yeah, and I, I, I admit that is a lot for one movie to deal with. Uh, but not a, a lot for hours. Wonder Woman to deal with. <laughs> yeah, she's you a only got a couple God. hours to tell your story, though. <laughs> um, Andy Musietti has confirmed that the Flash is his next project. Um, yeah, he, with a simple yep. Yep, he says what captivated me about the Flash is the human drama in it, the human feelings and emotions that play in the drama. Uh, it's going to be fun too. I can't promise that there will be any horror elements because he just did it. All right. But it's a beautiful human story. That's uh, that's all I want to know. That's yeah, all I want to hear. Fine. It's like, oh, cool, you're doing it. Uh, Ezra no, that's Miller ideal has... for you too. Is it, we're, we're no, we're gonna do like this. It's gonna be spectacular and and visually, blah 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 blah. I think you would lose interest far far faster than if somebody told it. We're gonna do a character story about Barry Allen. You'd be like, oh my god, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that that would be my interest. That is way way th- further up your alley. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I mean, show him be fast if you want to, but can we just get like a 30 minute scene where he's sitting in a coffee shop, like talking about his feelings? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ezra Miller says and that it's 30 confirmed. of those minutes. Uh, 12 of them should be one monologue. Mm-hmm. Like shot like it was in Louis. You know? Yeah. Perfect. I can do that. I, I really do. I want there to be some really cool action, honestly. But yeah, I, I think you like it. But um, it's just got to have both. It's got to have both to keep my interest. Yeah, it has to have moments. Um, he did. Hey, like, as far as moments go, 
save one and then you'll mm-hmm. know what to do. Yep. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Ezra Miller says the flash is absolutely confirmed as is fantastic beast three. So those are the things that he's the, doing. The latter definitely not surprising. No, that's not surprising. I All right. So I don't know what is the end of the Harry Potter franchise, but it's not, we're not there yet. Nah, <laughs> it'll be a while. Probably. <laughs> plenty. Rolling will continue to be one of the most fantastically, uh, rich people on the planet. Mm hmm. Which, you know, she wrote that, that little play. Mm hmm. That was supposed to be like old Harry Potter. Mm. And and then it was like, oh, we're never going to, it'll only be, you know, performed in this place at this time. If you're not in whatever it was, London or whatever, yeah. you'll never see it. And then she was going to be all Artur and cutting edge about it for a second. Yeah. And then they kind of backtracked and released it as a, as like a stage play book. Mm-hmm. And I'm certain they'll bring it out as a movie at some point. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's just a matter of time. So David Sandberg was doing like a, a live Q&A situation. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about the Superman cameo. And uh, I know a lot of people are still upset about that. Really, uh, really butthurt about Salty. that headless Superman. Yeah. yeah. David Sandberg says this. In the script, we had a little scene with Superman, but we only had a very narrow window to shoot this scene in the school. So we tried to make it work with Henry Cavill. But schedules did not align. I was like, what do we do now? We did an ending to our movie. So we actually shot a little alternative ending in case we were going to use that where the kids see a hostage situation on TV and they just go out and fly off to deal with that. But I was like, we don't get the payoff with Shazam's going to show up at school. So we did this thing with our Shazam stunt double in a Superman suit and we just cut out before you see his head and it worked really well i thought it was really funny at first i was like this is never going to work this is going to feel cheap but cutting out on freddy's reaction like that i think it's better than what we had originally planned originally superman is supposed to sit down talk to the kids freddy was going to be like i have so many questions and then we were going to cut out but this sudden cut to the credits just works so much better i agree i think i agree like based on how he's described it I think I like the version they did better than like actually having Cavill sit down and have a halfway conversation. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I mean, I get I get the backlash too because uh, it was mm-hmm. it was uh, clearly supposed to be Cavill, but uh, the the climate in, in which that was shown was we didn't know if we were ever going to see Cavill again, mm-hmm. and it still is. Uh, still is. So I, I like I get I get a bit of the outrage. I, I get how it feels like a cock tease, but I, I think it's going to be one of those things where if we see Cavill again in this role and people are happy with it, no one's ever going to think about that again. Yeah. And, and if I, we never see him again, that's going to feel like people, the the people who are pissed about it are going to feel cheated. They'll still, they'll still feel act like they're cheated and ha- hold a grudge oh, against the movie. Yeah, they there, will. There's a subdomain of people that are just going to be cheated either way. But the mainstream audience doesn't, they thought it was funny. They didn't care. Yeah. They were fine. And I, I'm going to tell you this. All right. I was at work uh, a couple days ago mm-hmm. and I show up in a Green Lantern shirt. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers looks at it and goes, Green Lantern. And I went, oh, cool. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that you would have known who that was. And he was like, why? I know Green Lantern. I was like, I don't know. He's kind of not really a mainstream guy. I know you don't really get into the comics. He's like, well, no, I grew up watching, uh, you know, Super Friends. Green Lantern, Flash, all that Marvel shit. Mm-hmm. All that Marvel <laughs> shit. 
The mainstream audience does not know about your quibbles with DC and Marvel. Yeah. They don't care. It's all the same shit. We yeah. keep saying this over and over again. It's because it's true. Yeah. The mainstream audience doesn't care that you didn't see Superman's head. They just thought it was funny that Superman showed up for a second. Yep. And me personally, as I've said before on the show, I grew up in a world where we were squeeing over the fact that Bruce Wayne mentioned Metropolis in Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it's a new day, but get over yourselves. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. Look, we're going to be right back. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the Titans full trailer for season two. We're going to have stuff about the Harley Quinn trailer. We've got Titans casting news. And I would say then TV, gonna... but it's straight DC Universe we're talking about almost. Uh, uh, well, we, we do have some CW stuff. Yeah. Some pretty big CW stuff, if I'm being honest. Oh. So, um, yeah, all that after Ain't this. All right, we are back, and uh, we hope you enjoyed that commercial that we had absolutely nothing to do with. Yep. Hope uh, it's a good product. Maybe. Or might be another uh, Trump campaign. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> another fucking mattress. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Someone talking about progressive insurance. I don't know. Mm, could be. But we've got a full Titan Season 2 trailer. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm so in on this, man. Oh, yeah. Ian we've Glenn we've been Bruce in on Wayne. Titan since fucking 10 minutes into the pilot. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've got Wade Wilson is the reason we shuttered this place. Yeah. Then we're going the back to do itself. Titans. Yeah. yeah, we've got like the old school Titans. We, we, we see Garth. We, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, Dick training the rest of the team. Yep. yep. We got Raven with the jewel on her head. Yep. Uh, would you do it again? Put all the time and money into someone who just wants to leave? Bruce says, I would do it again exactly the same way. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Shit, yeah, Bruce. You tell that little <laughs> piece of shit. You tell that little dick. Uh, I regret nothing. Man, we've got, we've got, uh, Dick and Jason, like, clashing, you know, like, Jason's, uh, you're the one in my way. Shit, yeah. Titans are back, bitches. Hell yeah. yeah. Jason's got, supposed to be a son of a bitch. Yeah, we've got Ravager. Because there are no good Jasons in fiction. But yeah, he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> well, Jason Blood's okay. Uh, no. What about Jason and the Argonauts? No. Uh, whiny bitch. No, okay. Yeah, it's awful. When you actually look at it, it's terrible. He did nothing. I can't think of any more, so you win. Yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> we are not well represented. <laughs> in the slightest. What's the deal with you and Shimmer anyway? Well, first, her name is Shimmer, and that's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> solid i love seeing deathstroke the costume looks awesome he oh, looks yeah. costume awesome. looks great i like the disheveled look before where you can tell he's semi-retired oh fuck i gotta go back i guess yeah i love the the so hawk and put these little bitches down i'm gonna do it i love the hawk and dove ultimatum yeah i uh, I love what appears to be flashbacks of the original team i'm just all i'm all in i'm all on board oh yeah super happy with it I don't even know what else to say. It just looks great. Oh, the uh, second teaser or trailer or whatever you want to call it ended with, uh, I'm, I'm phrasing this wrong, but I think it was uh, Dove talking to Dick saying like, it's it's time. You have to be the Batman. 
Uh, she says, yes, time, be Batman, which I don't take to mean literally. I, th- I don't I think take he's going to put on the cowl. I don't even think she's saying to put on the cowl. It's because the, throughout the season one, all he was doing was like being afraid that he was going to become like Batman. Mm-hmm. I think the I think what she's in, inciting in him at this point is we need a guy who, who thinks like that. And I, I mm-hmm. know you're capable. Mm-hmm. Be Batman. Yeah. I'm just down for it. I'm down. This is, uh, you don't, they don't even, they didn't have to sell me on this. They didn't even have to show me these last two trailers, but they did. And I'm excited. Yeah, we were like the end of season one had some, uh, it wasn't even problems. It was truncated in a way that was a little bit weird. Mm. And I I was fine. I I, I loved what I saw, but it was truncated in a way that it, it promised to deliver something slightly different. And they, they tweaked what they were doing. But they tweaked it based on like, okay, we're going to we're going to give you like an episode less. But here's the thing. We have big plans for season two and we're going to see them here. It was it was different. Like normal, uh, normal network shows, especially like when something gets tweaked and, and moved to the last minute, it's normally against the creative will. Mm-hmm. This felt like creatively they were like, no, 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 we, we have a plan. This felt positive. Mm-hmm. as opposed to like normally when something gets moved around like that it's negative like it with swamp thing for instance it it came out we we felt uh negative um mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it didn't help the story it didn't uh, help the product um with titans they did move some pieces around and they changed how they wanted to end season one but they did it with i think positive intentions yeah we're we're, we're gonna get something that i think was better than originally planned I agree. I, I I was fine with what they did because it was clear on the Titans front this was a creative decision. Swamp Thing it was clearly not a creative decision. It was they were being it was a bit hostile. Yeah, they were having the tip of their dick chopped off. Yeah. Now, if you ask me, it was a flaccid dick and no great loss. But <laughs> the 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 most frustrating problem of the series is there was a lot they could have done, and they showed glimpses of what they could have done, and it just didn't get to do it which is frustrating yeah all right so uh in the trailer we we see we also see crypto we see connor kent we see dr light yeah i'm i'm just i'm on cloud nine with this thing yeah down uh down three thousand mm-hmm what was that like wonder girl donna was saying you're asking me to choose you or my destiny well maybe they're the same thing oh gosh oh this is so good just they're just hitting hitting me on all fronts yeah we've got uh michael mosley from ozark sirens and fear the walking dead passage as dr light he looks like he's gonna do an okay job from what i can tell in the trailers he looked good yeah um those are all solid things i i hear good things about all of those he sounds Um, good like he sounded menacing in the the Second half, we got him from the trailer, and I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, they were Greg Walker, the showrunner for Titans, was asked uh, about like how they can, how Warner Brothers deals with them in terms of what characters they can use. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what's funny about this is a lot of times we have to go and throw out ideas and names to our partners at DC and Warner Brothers to see who is clear. And sometimes you never realize that there may be a movie coming out three years from now that has a character." So we have Brian Miller in the room. We have some really glorified comic personalities in there. They'll throw out names and we'll come up with a storyline. Before we go too deep, though, we have to call our partners at DC and they'll be like, ah, no, that's taken. 
or no, 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 no one thought about that. And Jeff Johns is a genius at that. I'll leave it open that anything's possible providing that we can make it through the DC uh, Warner Brothers Matrix to get characters. That is still so frustrating to me. <laughs> but there's a... But there's a wall where they're like, mm, no, yeah. you can't use that. I know. I, I, I love that even uh, it name checks Jeff Johns as a bit of a cipher. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does. Uh, he is encyclopedic as far as his knowledge of DC goes. And, and what he's written has uh, built new wings of that house. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he in the history of DC Comics that that motherfucker is going to have a chapter like an entire chapter and he's going to influence other chapters. Mm-hmm. But he's so big as far like, I love that going through him, you can at least find uh room sometimes where it's like, no, we're, they're not using that version of that character. I think mm-hmm. you can find leeway going through him where somebody understands like you're not, the, the name doesn't matter where if you're doing a version of something and another version's happening somewhere else, I think you can, do it in different places like this is mm-hmm. something we agree with we know we understand we love um i i think he's there fighting that battle a little bit now i, I appreciate him for it yeah but i still am annoyed with the, the fact that you can't use two uh the same character in two different places i'm just annoyed yeah. by that in general i agree i mean growing up reading comics you know there's i mean fuck i've got comics on my desk right now measuring two and a half inches mm-hmm. uh, batman's in three different places right now if you ask me superman's yeah. in four Mm-hmm. But except sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. When they get a wild hair up their ass, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. Whatever. Yeah, we'll do it okay. over here. And you over sure? And yeah. No big deal. That's fine. We can have like four Supermen up on the upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earths. All right, cool. Can we have him on Titans for a minute? No. Yeah. He's already been used. Where? 15 times mm-hmm. on CW. What about Henry Cavill? Mm, we're not willing to say yet. <laughs> that's still... All right. That's still a touchy touchy topic i i get it though i mean you go back uh let's go back eight years me and you Mm -hmm. uh watching arrow in the first few seasons Uh, like the the cast of characters that are available now Mm -hmm. like the fact that supergirl's in universe is absurd compared Mm -hmm. to what we were originally told the fact that there's a superman given both the arrow universe and supergirl's universe uh yeah both absurd both wrote them out initially when you were talking to the producers and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this stuff grows on you. It's infectious in a way. Yeah. But it seems absurd at the time. There's, there's, it seems like a lot to handle. And then when you actually give an audience a chance to handle it, they do fine. Yeah. Now this might piss you off. Yes. Let's do but it. Gre- <laughs> Greg Walker says that they're already planning season three of Titans. He says there is no official green light. I remain optimistic and hopeful and I'm I'm steaming ahead as if we dot 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 no one's stopping me to steam ahead but you know and hopefully they don't I go by the beg forgiveness rather than ask permission mode so we'll just keep on breaking story and hopefully no one notices that we just started making season 3 because we're excited about it <laughs> This sounds like some Lucifer showrunner bullshit it, to me Yeah I get it I completely get it <laughs> I, I got to give him this, though. It Like, Lucifer, the reason it's different is because it, it held out on you to the last second and then tried to do something, and that that's not that's not going to win you any favors. Mm-hmm. Titans, eh, I got to give them credit. Based on season one, they did some shit. And looking at season two, they're doing some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like they're willing to do stuff in season as opposed to at the last second. 
uh, I, I'm not as resentful hearing that as I would be about a Lucifer situation. Fair enough. I think I feel the same way. Like when 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 Greg says it, yeah, I get the feeling. Uh, I don't know if you've heard like Paul Dini and and Bruce Tim and Alan Burnett and all those cats talk about when they were doing the the Batman animated series universe, how like a show would get canceled and they'd be like, oh, we don't really want that anymore. We want like a different kind of Batman that's doing this and this and this, or we want yeah. this and this. And they never, the directive was never keep it in universe. Oh yeah, no, they were doing. They would just kind of do it slyly. Yeah, they kept it in universe, <laughs> but they were doing like the floor is lava, jumping from couch to couch to ottoman. Uh, uh-huh. They masterfully, like they, what they did is incredible. I think the most blatant thing. And they thing, did it against all of their circumstances. It's fucking, yeah. it's, they deserve, oh God, they deserve so much praise for what they pulled off. I think the the most blatant version of that was Batman Beyond, where they get called into the office after one season of the new Adventures <laughs> yeah. of Batman. And they're like, we don't want to do that anymore. We want to do, uh, we want to do uh, Batman in the future. We want him to be a teenager in the future. We think that will appeal to kids. And they're like, yeah. son of a bitch, how do we do that? And they get in the elevator. By the time they're in the parking lot, they're like, they have Batman Beyond thought out. Yeah, like literally before they unlocked their cars to leave the place, they were like, no, we've got a pretty good pitch. All right, we got <laughs> old man Bruce Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> and new guy doing this, this, it. Yeah, they had a great. That was. Uh, that was a that was a bit magical that they pulled mm-hmm. off what they did. Oh, sorry, I'm like in a post orgasmic glow and I didn't even do anything. Look, oh, take a deep breath. We're getting right back into it though. DC Universe's Harley Quinn behind the scenes first look trailer released. Normally we don't talk about the behind the scenes first look trailers, but I mean, damn right. But it looked great. It looked so good. So it, like, much. Wh- so many entrails. Ah, oh, my. Dude, so many intros. Alan Tudyk's Joker. What do you think? Oh, yeah, love it. Um, always knew we would love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was. It was just a matter of time before we got to see Alan Tudyk's Joker. And like my Jesus fucking Christ, it's fantastic. My my big problem with it is that we don't get to see his face. That's oh, you know. I would yeah, I would love if they mocapped it to some extent. But no, this is an <laughs> animated adventure, and the the animation, by the way, looks fantastic. It really does. Um, it looks great. Unique we get DJ. and fantastic. And I'm so excited that it looks like we're going to be getting into a little bit of what Batman is doing because like, we got Diedrich Bader back as Batman. If you yeah. don't know, Diedrich Bader has done Batman a few different things, most notably Batman the Brave and the Bold, which yeah. I know he's you know a, a blue and gray smiling Batman. But blue and gray. Damn it. Give it a chance. Go over to DC Universe. Watch some Batman the Brave and the Bold. It is fantastic. You will cry. You will cry. You will Guarantee laugh. You will cry. Your ass off. Don't take it seriously. It is a Silver Age uh, nod, and but it is really solid. It is a good show, and you're gonna see shit on that show that you never thought you would see in television ever. As Especially far as like, that take on the character, it, it yeah, it is unique. We, like <laughs> Batman: Brave and the Bold will stand alone as something that was pulled off that uh, was never thought possible. If you liked the Batman uh, Adam West series, if you liked Animaniacs, you know, if you, I mean, there's so much yeah. like, it is like this great amalgamation of humor. Like there's uh, referential humor. Like they play with Fucking stuff. Tiny from, tunes even. Shit. Yeah. They play back with like stuff from uh, the animated series. Like you have like fourth, uh, fourth wall breaking characters like Batmite. 
who uh, go to a Batman convention and, and we can see all of the angry faces of the nerds who are dressed like the Batman animated series universe characters and they're mad because it's not part of that universe right. <laughs> and it's not dark anymore. Um, One of which is a cartoonized Paul Dini. Oh yeah, there's Paul Dini and Bruce Timm are dressed as Batman and I mean sorry, Joker and Harley like in the front row. Right. Um but then again, you also have uh, an episode I think it was called Night of the Batman where Batman's laid up. So all of like a bunch of his hero friends like Green Arrow and Aquaman and whatnot come up with their own Batman costumes and go take care of Gotham. Yep. And at the end of that of that bit, we have like a portal open and there are all these different Batman from the from the freak from the multiverse multiverse yeah and we have batman beyond we have batman tas batman we we uh, we have the batman from the batman show up it's fantastic oh yeah um so yeah you should definitely check that out if you haven't seen it yet but Diedrich bader that's the point i'm making and we see him on the rooftop with Gordon, and Gordon's like, just like, sorry, son of a bitch. Just like, oh, I was thinking that I would have like a barbecue with some of my friends. No. <laughs> just like Batman just shuts his shit down. Um, dude, Harley's throwing bombs in dudes' mouths and blowing their heads apart. Like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, redirecting Joker grenades and just blowing off a fucker's skull. Like, there's literally a scene with her and Poison Ivy where they're, they have intestines draped over their shoulders mm-hmm. after i don't know maybe that explosion i don't I, I suspect another one and and possibly one of my favorite things in the trailer is harley saying when when the folk, when people in this town hear the name harley quinn i want them to piss their pants i want a taste of that and joker turns around and goes you want to taste piss <laughs> <laughs> like no oh. yeah it looks great. It's coming with it. I did enjoy the the behind the scenes trailer specifically pointing out. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a combination of highbrow and lowbar, lowbrow humor. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I am really excited about Jim Rash playing the Riddler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Ron Funches, dude, like he's awesome too. He is. He is. Uh, sorry. I also, um, I forget who Philomar is playing, but even Whoever seeing him, <laughs> that it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. Here's a like a fundamental guarantee from me to anybody listening. I don't give a fuck who Phil Lamar is playing. You're gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're wa- gonna you're gonna be super excited about it, and you're gonna enjoy it. it it's just a fact of life. I watched like three seasons of, of Mad TV because Phil Lamar was there. <laughs> He's still one of those voices in Futurama that every time I hear him, I'm like, oh god damn it! Good job, buddy. Good job, no, Phil. Like I I adore the film Pulp Fiction. But the one thing that really makes me sad about that movie is Phil Lamar dies so quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I understand. He was maybe not meant for the for the camera. I don't know. But his his behind the camera, <laughs> his vocal work stands for itself. That guy is uh that guy's incredible. Well, I mean, to be fair, e- even that performance was hilarious because I have no he's doubt. he's just in the back seat of their car and they go over us they go over a pothole. While John Travolta is like turned around talking to him, he's got his like gun in his hand, but kind of draped over the, the yeah. seat. And they go over a pothole, and he just like blows his brains out accidentally. <laughs> I know the scene. It, that was Phil Lamar. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> he was their informant, and, and yeah, they were going he's back talking about Marcellus. a murder royale or whatever, and fucking blows his head off. Um, that's crazy. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot that was him. Fuck. Uh, I think he's found a much better place, even as an actor, because he, he shows up for a few hours to do vocal work and goes mm-hmm. home. And in the meantime, he fucking knocks it out of the park on the vocal work. Oh, he absolutely does. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Harley Harley Quinn. I, and it felt so much like the Birds of Prey trailer. It really did. Yeah. I, very I, I love this. I love this style and this uh, this tone that they're setting for the Harley Quinn properties. Yeah, I mean, the, it's the the emancipation of Harley Quinn. Uh, it's for sure what they're leaning on right now, and it sounds great. And I get why Birds of Prey, the live-action version, is not necessarily going to have the Joker in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's it's possible, but it, it's probably not going to be the case. So, well, I mean, we have a we have a shot of her leaving whatever dive they're in and we can see it looks like a double of Leto's Joker in the window. We've seen that in the behind or, or, or in the set pictures. Yeah. Um, what you're not going to get is some fulfilling scene between him and or her and Leto for sure. Maybe not. I mean, I would love if, it. But... If we did, they wouldn't tell us. Not yet. Eh, not here. Not I now. Agree. I agree. But it's probably not going to happen. Probably not. But what you are going to get is the emancipated version of her. And in uh, animated form, you're allowed to do different things. You can mm-hmm. just bring in somebody who can do a, a great voice. And of course, we think Tudyk is going to knock it out of the fucking park. Oh, yeah. I already love his laugh. He did the laugh. Oh, yeah. The laugh was good. Yeah. That was I mean, really good. Uh, you know, don't misapprehend me here. I, I don't think he'll usurp Hamill. No, but... Um, for, me, Hamill- for me, personally, but... Uh, Hamill has been followed by Baker, who did an admirable job. Mm-hmm. And then Baker is apparently going to be followed by, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of people. But mm-hmm. um, in this context, it's going to be followed by uh, Tudyk, and he sounds like he's going to do another admirable job. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, damn. <laughs> that voice is is not going to be the, the problem if this series is bad. Yeah, which I don't think it will be. It looks oh, fantastic. It looks pretty good. All right, over to the Arrowverse. Uh, we got this covered as reporting that Arrow 2040 is a go. That's not official. Yeah, we'll see. I really don't want that series. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I I was not uh, I was not sold this last season on that storyline. Yeah, I wasn't either. I, I'm not. You know, back of my hills in the sand against it yet, but mm-hmm. I'm not for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, you know, to be fair, I'm not gonna. I'm not doing that. What, what, did, what did you say? Backing my heels against the sand? Is that what you said? Back of my heels in in the sand. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. But um, I'll be open to it. But it doesn't have any of my interest. Mm, yeah. If I, it it's not where I would go with the Arrowverse right now. Now, if we, you know, could throw in and see like, oh, here's a, here's Kenyon Lonsdale coming back as like, you know, a proper flash or something from the future. And maybe we have, I don't know, some, some future people seeing how some things shook out. Honestly, all of them, if they became legionnaires, entirely different show. <laughs> but 2040, eh, I felt like we just did this for eight years. Yeah. Now, uh, John Barrowman has been confirmed for the final season of Arrow. Yeah. I mean, not excited. His, no, his death should matter. He shouldn't just come back in any capacity. But well, I don't know how they're doing it because they, you know, they are like almost called him Stephen. 
Oliver is <laughs> Oliver is going apparently to be in different universes. Like he's running around with a monitor, so there's no reason to to believe that this is going to be our version of of Merlin. Oh, I completely agree. And I my only stipulation is I want him to be different. Mm-hmm. But past that, I I love uh, I, I love the guy, and I uh, he he was really important to the show for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the best endings the show's uh, come up with. Yeah. So I would like him to be there. I would just also like him to be there and it be in the context that he's still dead. That's yeah. the only thing I have, the only hang up I have. Yeah. I mean, well, Laurel's still dead. We've yeah, got a Laurel on the show. I, I want him to be dead, dead. Yeah. But again, we're doing multiverse. So I know. It's just this that that's what that's what they're focusing on right now. So that's what we're I gonna have see. no problem with another universe and he's still around and that's great. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh the dude from My Zombie being on Supergirl? Raul Coley? Yeah. He's coming back to Supergirl. Great. Love that guy. He he's like an Indian Jim Harper from The Office. That's that's actually pretty accurate, yeah. He looks and acts just like freaking John Krasinski to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, they're probably the same height mm-hmm. and it, he's just as like relatable. Every time I see that guy, I think, yeah, I like this dude. What's mm-hmm. he doing now? He's playing Scarecrow in the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. I saw that. I was super into it. I want to yeah. see him. I want to hear him be scary. I think he can be. I've heard him be scary in iZombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's vertigo product. I wish we, uh, wish we touched more. It's I mean, you're welcome. Really to touch good. It. Oh, I'm gonna touch. It. You're welcome to touch it. We, oh, uh, we, we have a we have a we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon now. So if you wanted to go I'm, back and I'm gonna touch it and feel it, carve out some time to to do do a recap of all that. You, mm-hmm. My God, go for it. I'm, yeah, I'm not going near it, but you can't. I haven't convinced you to watch it yet, but <laughs> I promise you, it would be worth your time. Eh, it might be, but I can't do it right now. I understand. All right, over to Batwoman. Sam Littlefield has been cast in a recurring role as Mouse, a uh, dynamic figure who is working for Alice in the under uh, in the Wonderland gang. Uh, Sam Littlefield. That sounds familiar to me. He was in the Leftovers, but I didn't make it to his point, so I don't know what I know him from. He's been uh, in a ton of stuff, though. I'm looking at his his IMDb, and uh, don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He looks familiar though, for for sure. And uh, over on Legends of Tomorrow, this is like the big, the big CW news for me this week, and I'm, I'm bummed out about it. Brandon Routh and Courtney Ford are leaving the show. Who's Courtney Ford? Uh, that's Nora, Nora Dark. Oh, oh. Brandon Routh's real life wife. Yeah, his actual wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's good on the show. I like hers and Brandon Routh's uh, relationship on the show. Uh, Ray Palmer, he plays the Adam. Right. Though we haven't seen him do that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he has. They yeah. ha- he has what? He's been Adam for sure, but... I haven't he, seen him do it for a while, though. No, he's mostly like a mascot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're leaving the show. It was a creative decision to wrap up their storyline. And, you know, they also said, of course, when we have main characters in the past whose journeys take them away from the Wave Rider, it's never truly goodbye. We love those characters and hope to check in with them in future seasons. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bummed. Yeah, I mean, I like I Ray. It. I like Ray and Nate's camaraderie. I like his and, and uh, Nora's 
relationship. I wanted to see more of that. Hopefully, we'll get to see him interact with his version of Superman in Crisis because that'd be fun. Yeah, they're not yeah. saying when he le- when they leave, but um, they're shooting right now though, so something has happened. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's fine for the show. Mm-hmm. They've introduced a lot, and mainly they've introduced Matt Ryan's Constantine. So uh, yeah. Well, that's fine. I like I like Constantine, but you know, also as my wife will attest, I have a huge crush on Courtney Ford. So I'm really sad about her leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, I'm like we're watching Legends, and I'm uh, become Mr. Freeze over here. Nora, <laughs> Nora. Yeah, sorry. I, and she has. They've actually both had a pretty good arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you've pointed out many many times though is um, he he was introduced as a tragic character mm-hmm. and has become a bit happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. But in the context of uh, a lot of things, including Constantine, it's it's kind of made sense. Yeah, I, I will be interested in how they wrap up the story of him him leaving the Wave Rider. Like made sense when Firestorm did. It made sense when Kid Flash did. But uh, yeah, I'll be curious. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have to, like, come up with a huge reason for someone going, you know what, I'm tired of putting my life on the line every day. Yeah, you kind of do, though. Because if you're the kind of person who wants to put their life on the line every day, you have to come up with a reason they want to leave that lifestyle. Uh, yeah, I just don't think there's, I think the by defi- the, the very definition of the lifestyle is the reason. No, I think the burden proof is on the other side. You, That's part of you as a person. You enjoy doing that, and you need to come up with a reason that... Like, uh, it's almost the old, like, warrior samurai concept. You want to die in battle, you know? But, you know, I and I, I wonder if they're going to play this up because, you know, the reason Ray went that way was because his fiance died or wife or whatever she was. So he wanted to be a hero yeah. to honor her. Well, now he has been a hero. He has gone through the ringer, found out that he wasn't going to amount to anything. The world... Thought he was dead and they didn't care. Um, Rip Hunter says, you guys, none of you contribute anything to the future that makes a damn. Yeah. Um, he saves the life of Nora. So he's effectively saved uh, someone he has feelings for. And it's time to get back on track with that life he was going to have with his wife. He's he's done his bit for King and Country. I bet that's how they'll, 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 they'll frame it. That's fair. It could happen. I think it's also possible he the the boldest thing he's ever done is give Nora uh, the out. Mm-hmm. I mean, bold enough to create a costume and and let's face it, defeat Green Arrow um, momentarily at least. But he 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 did. He became a hero and he became a legend and and all that. But um, yeah, there's still a lot to be told about his personal journey. I mean, he, he did start as a guy whose entire uh, purpose was um because of a, a you know great loss and yeah he can he can go a lot of ways with this i'm not sure yeah. how they're gonna send him out they could send him out on a sad note and it could just be uh like a happy i i don't i don't i don't know he he goes between happy and sad so much as a character that i'm not sure where the, we're gonna leave him but i'm okay yeah. with leaving him because the the show can still move on without ray palmer it can kind of hoping opens the door for Ted Court. Mmm. Saucy. That's a that's a saucy wish list, man. We've been teasing Ted Court for years. Fucking do it, man. 
Just fucking do it. <laughs> like, you know the I'm kid down. that's on the high dive and is just like standing at the edge of it and trying to get his his nerve up? Uh-huh. That's how I think of the CW regarding Ted Cord. I feel like they want to do Ted Cord, and every time they do, Warner Brothers and DC are like, yeah, we're going to do a movie. No, you're not. Go fuck no, yourself. you're not. Until you do that movie, we're going to do a Ted Cord. Yeah, we're not. We don't want to do that yet. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. That's all the that's all the news I have, by the way. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Mm, disappointing. The show's over. Mm. It's done. We're out. By the way, real quick. Mm-hmm. Instead of pimping Patreon again, I'm gonna say this: If you guys want to help support us, but you don't want to deal with paying money, mm-hmm. you could always share us, and that's really awesome. And because. There's some statistic I just read that 70% of of uh, new listeners who come into podcasts did so through word of mouth. So if you know people who like this kind of stuff and you like our show enough to do it and you don't feel like, you know, you're going to be embarrassed or whatever, you don't think it'll hurt your personal brand, <laughs> recommend this show to them. And, you know, I was I just went over to our Apple podcast page and I don't think we've had a new review since like 2018. So... It, it don't cost nothing to leave a review. Go, at all. go leave us a review so it doesn't look like we're dead. <laughs> I'll, it, I'll suggest, uh, it's a similar feeling. Um, I I don't want to embarrass my daughter, but I inevitably will. Oh yeah, that that's already in the in the can. Don't yeah. don't, don't you worry about that. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Apple review and sharing us is is a big is a huge thing, such a huge thing. Yeah, and. Um, that's it. That's all I've got. I'm I'm gonna go watch some Doctor Who with my wife. I understand. I I'm short two episodes of the last season. I see. I haven't even made it that far. Nine months. Yeah, I haven't even made it that far. I haven't watched any of the Jodie Whittaker stuff, but uh, she finally got to um, the name of the Doctor, the day of the Doctor, and the time of the Doctor, and I was like, uh, no, you gotta watch that with me. <laughs> so we're, we just watched the 50th anniversary a couple days ago, and. With with Tennant and Matt Smith and ah. John Hurt, and she's got that final, uh, that final Matt Smith story. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about watching that with her, and then I'll be like, all right, well, enjoy the rest of the Capaldi run, and we'll see you back when you when you get to Whitaker. Oh, I enjoyed the Capaldi <laughs> run. I enjoy the Capaldi run, but I've recently watched it. You know what I mean? I'm sure I'll pop in from time to time, and I watched most of it. Uh. You know, close to air, and really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was annoying uh, how much how much of the fan base was not on board. It also had to do with the companions, and I enjoyed the companions as well. And didn't uh, some of the hatred toward the storyline was I I felt unfounded. But mm-hmm. uh, getting to getting to that the uh, the Whitaker run, I've I've also really enjoyed her Doctor. See, I haven't seen any of her run. And I'm I'm short about two episodes, but it's uh, it's not for lack of interest; it's for lack of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've purchased the season; I own those two episodes theoretically. Well, just haven't actually watched them. Fair enough. Yeah, I get on kicks, so I've yeah. I've, en- I've enjoyed Doc- uh, Doctor Who is a kick. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed watching it's it with well my phrased. wife. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I'll go through stages where I I I watch it and I'm super into that universe, and then. Uh, like a year will pass and mm-hmm. I'll go back and find something else. Mm-hmm. Just all of a sudden you go, oh yeah, I remember I was into that. Yeah. What no, happened to that? It's nothing against the universe. It's just, uh, I 
I lose time for it. And when I get back into it, I'm really into it and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy I was the one that convinced you to watch it. You were, and good job. <laughs> All right, we're going to take off now. Uh, so, guys, uh, gals, uh, sorry, that's group talk. Uh, you there sitting you in lot. your car or standing at your sink washing dishes and wishing we'd shut the hell up. You mm-hmm. get your wish. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Thank you. Love you. Uh, I feel bad about what just happened. My lips are salty. I apologize. You shouldn't be hearing as much about Dave's lips. My salty lips brought to you by Blue Diamond Bold Habanero Barbecue Almonds. (laughs) God damn you. God damn you, Dave. (laughs) Oh, uh, stay tuned after the credits. We, we, we got a new voicemail from the Witter Woman, and we will Witter respond to it. Witter Woman. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series, Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? Well, I'm back in the depression. Of course, we didn't have much to eat. We'd have a little crust of bread or... Personally, we'd eat hog knuckles or we'd eat chicken feet. You'd get whatever you could. Well, there ain't really nothing worse than a cow tongue. Cow tongue is real tough and it, and it, you know, it tastes like, outside of it tastes like sandpaper. There's a, we had a butcher in our town back in the Depression. His name was Cletus Snyder. And Cletus Snyder, he, he was a good old butcher. He, he, he you know, if he, if he wanted some, uh, some, uh, tripe or, or, uh, or other stuff like that, he'd save it for you. Or, uh, fat, and you could render it down and make you some crackling bread. Well, anyway, he, uh, he one time, uh, he came up with a way he could make cow tongue and he'd have to cut it just a certain way and only he knew how to do it. And it'd make it taste, oh, it was pretty good. Of course, back then, you'd take what you could get. But anyway, we'd have to go to that old butcher store and and ask for the Snyder Cut. And uh, I heard y'all talking about the other day, and I didn't know that y'all knew about the Snyder Cut, but that's how we'd get our tongue back in. I thought y'all might like to know where the Snyder Cut got its name. All right, well... And I'll thank you and I'll call you again. I'm glad to hear you on. And oh, oh no. Oh no, I just sold my drawers. I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> All right. So we've just, we've just heard from the old Witter Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Witter Woman, for explaining to us how we can find the Snyder Cut and the origins. And the origins. What a fine thing to nice. learn on this podcast. Yeah. If, you know, if the Witter Woman wasn't so viscerally uh, 
aggravating to certain listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably would have uh, played that helpful information for the entire audience <laughs> as opposed to just playing it after the credits. But um, uh, it's just easier this way. Yeah, some people don't like the aesthetic of the Wonder Woman, and uh, I yeah. understand, but it amuses us. It does. I, I <laughs> for like I'm listening to the voicemail going, where is this going? And then it's like, oh, the Snyder cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, once you got cool. to that point, I thought, okay, that's <laughs> that's pretty great. That's pretty yeah. Must you always soil soil yourself when you're on the phone with us, Witter Woman? Mm-hmm. Must you? Mm-hmm. Oh. For sure. Oh dear God. Yeah. Such is he the nature. A, he was a good old butcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And a quick briefer in Depression Era uh, recipes. Mm-hmm. Hog knuckles and whatnot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cow's tongue. Mm-hmm. Tastes like sandpaper on the outside. Never tried it. Still available at yeah. certain Mexican restaurants if you find one authentic enough. Ugh. No, thank you. I don't know. I don't know. I keep meaning to try it. Uh, I don't mean to try it at all. I'm going to try it at some point. That's like when you get when you, when you watch like... Uh, on our Discovery Channel or something, they're like, oh, this tribe cooks monkey brains and you eat it right out of the skull. I'm like, mm, nope. No, I mean, no. yeah. I, I don't know where my line is and for what or for why. But for some reason, brains, nah, I'm good. Well, look, I'm, now, I'm sure I've eaten... Because eating neurons is bad for people that operate on neurons. Uh-huh. Um, I, I cite guru or uh, mad cow disease. But... Apparently, DNA upon DNA is bad. But, mm-hmm. same time, I wouldn't mind trying cow tongue. I'd try it. Now, other side of it, there's some kind of uh, bluefish that you may die if you eat. I'm not... Yeah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck I remember that. that Simpsons episode, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't know where the line is. I I, I, I do believe you should try something. Uh, but, uh, but there, there, I don't know. There have to be limits. I mean, I'm sure I've eaten brain and I mean, an alligator, and, it's really tasty, like greasy chicken, tongue, and I'm sure I've eaten all sorts of disgusting thing. But yeah, but as hot dogs, as hot dogs, as God and the founding fathers intended, <laughs> Frankfurters, as they would have referred mm-hmm. to them, I'm sure. Sounds fantastic. I might actually get up and go get a hot dog in a minute. Yeah, it's like I got those little low carb wraps in there, like the whole wheat low I've carb got mission some wraps in my refrigerator right now, and I haven't eaten yeah. today. Sounds I'm fantastic. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wrap a hot dog up in there and cook it, and I'm uh, gonna have me a little uh, low carb pig in a blanket there. Yeah, yeah. I have all the ingredients for that, and it sounds fantastic. Fantastic, wonderful, mm-hmm. even. All right, well, that's all I had. Yeah. Thank you, Witter Woman. You're always welcome on this show, mm-hmm. and we love you. At the end of the show, <laughs> we do love you. We do love you. I may very well one day backtrack and find all of your instances of Witter Woman on our show and make them into a supercut for Patreon. Uh, the, yeah, that's not unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. Bye.